Showgirl Sunday Dinner, the weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about three black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Butter Love, California's chocolate butter babe. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of slang. And I am Twerlisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. You have to let everything go, purge yourself. If you are unhappy with anything, whatever it is bringing you down, get rid of it because you will find that when you are free, your true creativity, your true self comes out. Tina Turner. Wow, that's amazing. I know that was. I mean, Tina Turner taught us a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, and still continues to do so. Hello, hello. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> Another fun episode. Welcome to Sugar on Sunday Dinner. Welcome. Where we sing badly. <laughs> yes. But we slay well. <laughs> well, I will start with my sparkle and shine. Yeah. My sparkle in shine is the fabulous Miss Hellfire. Yeah. Yes. yes. If you have a team and you want someone to be on your team, Miss Hell is the person. Yes. She is committed and will go above and beyond to get the job done, whatever it is, and support you. Mm. Just a heart of gold, that hellfire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hell. She's also just dope as fuck as a mm-hmm. person. Yes, she is. She's so sweet and so mm-hmm. caring, but she's mm-hmm. still like, I would not fuck with her. No, no. Um, I just feel like that could be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, that would be the other side. Um, because she, to me, seems like she ready. Yeah, oh she yeah, ready. at all times. <laughs> um, so, you know, I want somebody like that on my side, not, on, you know, as an adversary. And that body. Yes. That body. Uh, hello. <laughs> adi, adi. So, adi, 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 adi. <laughs> yeah, so. We love you, Miss Hill. Yes. yes, we do. My sparkle and shine goes out to The Good and Terrible Show. The Good and Terrible Show is another podcast because, mm. guys, I'm addicted. I don't know what to mm. tell you. The tagline of the podcast is your uncle's favorite podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And the podcast is run by two black femmes. I love Siege or CJ and Mel. They are both, for me, Twitter celebrities in the sense that they are just the best at dragging folks when they're problematic. Mel has two amazing children and she (laughs) trolls her kids. That's what, kids, what? Hmm. that's what kids are for. Like, hey, okay, see, you and Mel get along when it comes to parenting because you have very similar ideas. Like, she's like, sometimes you just gotta, like, lock these kids out of your mm-hmm. life and do you. Like, I love them. They drag problematic men. They are so unapologetically themselves. They are hysterical. 
I love when they talk about sex and sexuality. I love their dynamic. Mm -hmm. Their friendship is so beautiful. I love seeing black femmes in those types of relationships. Mm -hmm. They are smart. They are witty. Mm -hmm. They are fantastic human beings. So if you have not listened to The Good and Terrible Show, please do. You get your life. Mm -hmm. I've been following them for a while. And I'm not... Me and Twitter have a problematic relationship. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I love it and sometimes it's just too much. I want to Twitter, but I don't at the same time. Like their Twitter feeds are some of the feeds that keep me coming back. Mm -hmm. Between them and Bad Dominicana, like those are the reasons why I Twitter. Please check out The Good and Terrible Show. They are fucking everything. (laughs) Nice. My sparkle and shine is to the San Diego burlesque community. (laughs) Just looking over my adult life thus far, this has been the most longstanding as what I call a hobby, right? Like... I don't have no kids. I ain't married. So I have to have a hobby. And <laughs> this has been a thing that has been keeping my attention. And I didn't know what to expect going to meet so many dope women and people. And these women, you know, became my sisters, became my girl gang. And I just think of so many times where I didn't want to leave the house, but yet a burlesque show gave me a reason to leave the house. Yeah. It always feels good to support other performers. And so... I just want to shout out to, you know, all of my friends in the burlesque community. I really appreciate you guys because y'all kept me going. One of those people was like, Lucy May. (laughs) I wasn't going to go out last night. She's like, can you just come join me? I was like, okay. (laughs) So it's just simple gestures like that. It makes a world of a difference. I didn't know what to expect going to burlesque. And this really exceeded my expectations. Even if I didn't dance anymore, I still developed awesome relationships and friendships with dope people. And I'm really grateful for that. So my sparkle and shine is to the San Diego burlesque community. Thank you. Yes. Yes. There was some fuck boy messing with one of us. Oh, okay. He tried it. He tried it. And he was talking about he was going to do something to us. It was a rally, okay? Oh, yeah. Um, San Diego burlesque community said, no, we're not doing that. We don't do this. We got all the investigators. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is his name. to receive support yeah and I know I do that too someone will ask me well do you need help with this and da, 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 da. and I'll be like no I got this I can do it I only have like a hundred things to do <laughs> but and they want to take one thing off no yeah. I can do it I can handle all that mm. yeah that's not good for my mental health no. my emotional health yes. my physical health that says something to the people who are trying to support you. You may be saying that, you know, well, you don't really need this, but you letting people give to you is 
just as important as you giving. Yeah. So slay receiving support. Aw, that is so beautiful. Good word. Really biz, you guys. Okay. This is a good one. Yes. Okay? And if you're not hip to this game, please get on it. Hood witch. Yeah. Okay? I if love that him. doesn't mean something to you, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Okay? <laughs> Bree over at thehoodwitch.com is all of the things. Hood Witch is a website and project that she had been working on for over a year. It started as kind of a fun play on words, but also as a reference to the curanderas and the wise women in her neighborhood botanicas. These wise women were healers. They were shoulders to cry on and they could give you a recipe to clear up your cold. Aunties. (laughs) They could bring love into your life, protect your flower garden. They're the beacons of light for their community. And that has always inspired her. This experience allowed her to explore her understanding of metaphysics, folk medicine, and wellness in ways that she never thought possible. She's always believed that her purpose in this life was to share, uplift, support, and spread love to the world around her. She believes we are all interconnected in the great web and that even the tiniest accomplishments matter. She wants to honor the timeless knowledge that has been forgotten or we've been taught to ignore, which Mm -hmm. to me, that yes, we have been taught to ignore. Mm -hmm. Over this break from school, besides doing the podcast, I'm trying to make as many burlesque costumes as possible. Hmm. I have been studying Yoruba, Santeria, uh, Hoodoo, the voodoo tradition that comes out of Louisiana. I just want to get a better understanding of my spiritual roots. And so a lot of my time has been spent kind of studying all of those things. The Hood Witch has been an invaluable resource to me. As you all know, I'm a lover of crystals and a lover of metaphysics a lover of a a different type of spirituality that doesn't judge me or make me feel that I'm not worthy or that assaults my humanity as a black femme. And I feel like a lot of the dogma of the religions that have been forced upon us as people of color or indigenous people or colonized people tend to do that. They dehumanize us in a lot of ways. So just wanting to get back to those things that I feel make me who I am and and build my spirituality. Yes. So I love her website. She has a blog that's super informational. Very helpful. I mean, rituals, the meanings behind different astrological signs, Mm -hmm. different crystals, super educational, Mm -hmm. gods, goddesses, all of those different things she has Mm -hmm. on there. Then she also has a store where you can get crystals if you need, as well as so many different kinds of tarot decks with people that look like us on them. Mm -hmm. Um, She always make effort to make sure there's like people of color on it. That's her goal. Her site is expertly curated yes she does a lot of different types of sage wrapping which i love so she mixes like lavender and Mm. sage and different things together and i just i live for that she has pins like jewelry um mystic eye pins and things and she even has some makeup on there so it's like all of the fun palo santo one of my favorite things in the world she has all different kinds of things on the store that any aspiring spiritualist any type of spirituality where you're looking to connect with nature uh, she has all of the supplies that you need she also has a bruja bookshop that is 
fantastic. I want every single book in this bookshop. <laughs> Please go and check her out. She is just a fantastic human being, a light. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm feeling down, going to her Instagram, that big ass. <laughs> we were talking about it earlier. There was a post where she was standing next to a huge... Um, rose quartz. Yeah, it was like a rose quartz. And I just wanted to wrap myself mm-hmm. around it. Like I could feel the energy of this stone through the screen. Get with her. Check her out. She's just, she's fantastic. We love you, Brie. Mm-hmm. We love hoodwitch.com. I Thank love you. her aesthetic. Yes. That's my favorite. I love oh, her nails, yes. her tattoos, just her everything. The curation of the site. The site itself That's is what drew me attractive, to, attractive to yeah. me. The way that it's designed. Yeah. She just, she really gets it. Yeah. And it, she attracts the types of people that right. she wants to attract right. with her site. So right. She's a genius. I love her. Because I'm totally new to crystals and all that good stuff. And I I never cleansed my crystals before, but her site, she had a simple breakdown of different ways to do it. And that's um, essential for folks who are babes and learning these things. Our Sibia Soul Selection. Now, when you are creating your costume, actually sewing it, putting your rhinestones on. Ew. No. <laughs> you said the S word. <laughs> <laughs> And especially if you're hot gluing it, um, you need to make sure that that you're trying it on in different stages of preparing it. Because if you go on ahead and sew it all up or glue it all up, you may come in and, you know, you can't say it's some pants. You can't get them down over your feet because you glued it together. Uh. Or the <laughs> shade. Yes. Or you sold it or the seam that you made was was too tight and so you don't have enough to make adjustments on the other side. We know I like hand sewing stuff instead of pins, but <sighs> That, that's just me. I know it's not everybody else, but still tr- try so on your stuff. I know. Try your things on in multiple stages, especially when you're rhinestoning areas that may stretch or mm. need to stretch because you may have to adjust that somewhere. Start else. moving. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad somebody told me to like put my stuff on a pillow that's stretchable when I rhinestone it because if I hadn't known, I would have just started sticking rhinestones on it without stretching it out and it would have been yeah, a really yeah. bad situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the pillow is not like the shape of your body. No. Yeah, you should try it on during your stages. Mm-hmm. I agree, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, try your stuff on during different stages. I do it just because I'm in on that. I'm impatient. I want to see how it's gonna look. Yeah. I try to try stuff on with my rhinestones, and they're not even dry yet. Oh. So, so I have to I have to <laughs> practice patience with that because I get so excited. But, um, <laughs> I do it because I'm afraid I'm going to fuck up. So I'm trying something on like every few minutes when I'm trying to like that. The dress that I made for the, the or that I altered. Mm-hmm. No, well, that one I tried on a, a bunch of times. I actually pinned it while it was on my body. Yeah, and I, that's, that's good. Because I have a dress form now mm-hmm. and I made the dress form so that it was to my shape. But I still didn't trust it because I'm so new. Like, I needed mm-hmm. to see it on me. As you should, yeah. So yeah. I pinned it, and then I took it, <laughs> carefully took I stabbed myself 50 times trying to get the thing off. I always stab myself. 
But it was worth getting yeah. stabbed because it was even in the back. I'm like you, if it's not symmetrical, it's going to drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being what I wanted. You know, I just got pricked a little. But sometimes, you know, a little pain comes with your pleasure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Beautiful costume. Yes. So here we are in our lovely litter box. And we have not one, but two emails from yeah. our girl Pearl yeah. Deborah, okay? Yeah. Pearl is the MVP of the Showgirl Sunday Dinner Glitter Box and I'm right. going to need for the rest of our dinner guests to do better. Pearl deserves all of the spotlight, but we would like to share it with the rest of you too. This one is about episode 13, Showgirl Sensuality. Hey, body rolls. Mm-hmm. Hello, I loved this episode. Feeling sensual is difficult for me. When I try, mm. I just feel silly. During photo shoots, I never know what face I'm giving. I am never sure what my sexy face is or how to look fierce, quote unquote. When I am dancing, it is especially hard because I am too busy overthinking the choreography. Mm. Oddly enough, I feel my most sensual when I'm dancing in my car. Mm. (laughs) I guess it's because I have the music loud and have limited space for movement. Girl, Mm. (laughs) how can I screw that up? I guess I practice this by doing the photo shoots with my friends, professional and Mm non-professional. I am able to get feedback in a comfortable environment and get ideas. I'll need to finish these emails in part two. Damn job. Phone won't stop ringing. All them damn fucking people calling you at your work. Oh, (laughs) annoying. I think the face thing, like we talked about Mm -hmm. practicing in the mirror and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, but... You can't see yourself in the mirror when you're there getting the photo taken, right? So you're not exactly sure what you look like. But I think, too, going back to stuff that Ginger was saying, just let go and try not to let yourself be in control. Especially when you're in a photo shoot, a professional photo, they're going to take hundreds of photos of you. Some of those photos are going to come out to look... Great. And some of them are going to come out to look a little awkward. It doesn't matter. Like, just keep going and let yourself have those awkward, ridiculous moments because if you have them, then it'll allow you to relax. I feel your pain because I still am struggling with feeling comfortable in front of the camera. And it doesn't matter what anybody says. The fist face is real for me, okay? Okay. It's real. Fierce face. I'm trying. And I feel like I'm correcting her pronunciation. (laughs) I feel like. (sighs) Fucking. I feel like I'm getting better at relaxing. Mm -hmm. So um, I have a photo shoot coming up soon that I have some experimentation stuff that I'm going to do. So hopefully, you know, it'll work out. We'll see. And if it doesn't, then it'll just be a mess. And (laughs) I will have learned something, right? Any of you have any tips about this? What works for me is just simply smiling. If you just smile through your performance, if anything, or the best you can, I think that helps. Because I don't know what a sexy face looks like either. Yeah. Pearl, your body is sensual in Enough. and of itself. Yeah. You don't even have to move. Just you your standing body's there. Talking it about- is. Your body is fucking body phenomenal. <laughs> so, <laughs> it just, it, the way you are just naturally built is... Mm-hmm sensual and beautiful yes so i think maybe you need to do the sensuality challenge if you haven't (laughs) already i think that would be helpful we will be extending that challenge so we all have another week to do that and to get into that contest um we'd love to to see your videos 
But I think the more freestyling you do, the more comfortable you will become with the way that your body moves. Once you're comfortable with the way your body moves and you're aware of that, it makes it easier for you to nail down choreography. Mm -hmm. Because you're never going to be able to do it exactly the way the person who's teaching the class does it. What you can do is make it yours. Mm -hmm. So, And with burlesque, in most cases, it is a solo art. So you don't have to stick to something that somebody else is doing all the time. It's really more about you. So I think the key for you going forward is to do more freestyles. Just turn on music, dance, videotape yourself, and just look at it without judgment. Yeah. I think that's going to help you a lot. I need to do that, too. She's And she is, she's a thinker, like we are, you know. And she We're wants, all in our heads. And yeah. she wants it to, she's a perfectionist. Yeah. Like, she wants it to, because she's always on point, and she wants it to be right. But I think she needs to, need, it needs to be more hers than it is, quote, unquote, right. right. And the more hers it is, the yeah. more right it right. will be, yeah. you know. I agree. But she can also do with the facial expression. Most of the time, everyone will think about their mouth. Mm. Yeah. Just think about your eyes. Yeah. Like, what do your eyes mm. do? And then when your eyes do stuff, the other parts of your face will... That's a good turn, like, Damn, that's a good tip. That's a yes. great tip. A big factor in it, too. Does the music make you feel sensual? Yeah. So maybe uh, the songs that you pick... I think we talked about this before in uh, earlier episodes, but... Imagine yourself in a fucking music video. Like yeah. they, be, <laughs> they be doing the most. They yeah. over the top of their expression and feel silly, but that's what comes out. And then maybe from there you could, you know, start to feel more normal for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and if you want to take a class that's outside of burlesque, mm-hmm. that yes. will help take an acting class. Yeah. I've been trying to do that too. That's going to help you to bring up different emotions Emotions, in your voice, in your tone of voice, Mm -hmm. in your body language Mm -hmm. and everything. Pearl, you have an expressive ass face. (laughs) Yes, you do. When you don't think and just allow your face to do what it normally does, if you're thinking sexy things, I'm sure your face Mm -hmm. will look sexy. Because you make some... (laughs) We all got sexy faces. Girl, I love looking at your face sometimes. The side eye you give is real. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. Just let it's your face do what it do. You're amazing. We love you. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to love you even more and read your next message. Episode 13, part two. Part two. <laughs> I like how you brought up that costuming has to do with how sensual you feel during an act. I don't think I would have thought about that, even though it makes so much sense. The comfort we feel about what we are wearing definitely comes through. All of you amaze me and watching you perform is always a treat. All of you come across sensual and confident, which you are, (laughs) as you dance. So it's nice to hear you guys normalize your experiences. I guess that everyone gets nervous. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So nervous. Just know that all of you do not show any signs of being nervous on stage. Mm -hmm. After listening to this, I'm going to know that it is okay to have to learn how to be sensual and to stop hating myself for not just quote unquote having it. Still don't know if I'll ever pull it off, but you guys have given me hope and ideas. Love you. Until next Sunday, yours truly, Pearl. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about being nervous on stage it's about you know being nervous in the class where you (laughs) block yourself so much that you can't even move so Mm. nervousness you know it it comes i don't know how to tell you to relax because i don't know because that (laughs) happened to me i don't know i guess it's just 
because you know you're trying so hard and yeah. you you want to do this right you just get overloaded yeah. but i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah. because the thing is is that you still got what you needed to get out of that Sometimes it just takes us time to process. You might be nervous in class or nervous in rehearsal or something of that nature, but then when you go home and you think about it, or the next time you're in class, or the next time you go over an act that you're working on, it feels different. Because you did take in that information, even though you might have felt paralyzed or locked up because of your nerves or anxiety you're still getting the information and it's still being implemented. That's just the process sometimes. We're not always gonna be wanton sex goddesses. Right. <laughs> like, right. We're gonna have our days where we feel like awkward or not in it or- Goofy. Are, right, or like so nervous because mm -hmm. we're with a mentor that makes us like feel mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like it's- Like this ink pen. Right, like stiff <laughs> and you can't move because you're standing in front of this person that you've kind of put on a pedestal in right. a sense, right? And they're all just human like you and I, but it's still a normal thing to do. Yeah. So I think as long as we take those things and we're still internalizing the information, you learn how you learn mm -hmm. and it's, it's okay. I love watching you kitten. Yeah. You are the most fun, like <laughs> cute, irreverent kitten on stage and it's great mm -hmm. to see. And I'm just waiting for you to have your solo debut because oh, I yes. know it's going to be, be in the front row. fantastic. I have a feeling it'll be like sexy, sensual, hilarious, like a little dark, a little scary. Mm -hmm. yeah. All of those things because she has so much to her personality. She's such a wonderful person. So I'm excited to see you open up mm -hmm. and, and have your solo debut. And it, mm. and it takes time. Stuff doesn't happen overnight. Right. We always think stuff's supposed to happen right. overnight. Yeah. We took this class and so now we're supposed to be proficient at this. Yeah. But, um, no, that's not how it works. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. Let's start off somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our DZS facts for this episode is Alice Barker. I don't know if anyone had seen this YouTube video that was going around about this showgirl who had never seen herself perform. At the time, she was 103 and she was in this nursing home. She would tell the story about, you know, her dancing. A volunteer and one of the people that worked there, they went and researched and found video of her and they showed it to her. Alice Barker loved to dance from the moment she was born. As she would say, dancing was all she ever wanted to do. She was born in Chicago and left for New York to become a dancer in her mid-twenties, which was a bold move for women of her time. For her entire career, she worked as a chorus line dancer in New York City on Broadway and during the Harlem Renaissance of the 1930s and 40s. She danced at clubs such as the Apollo Cotton Club, Zanzibar Club, where she was part of the legendary group known as the Zanza Beats. She also danced in numerous movies, commercials, and TV shows with legends including Gene Kelly, young Frank Sinatra, and Bill Bojangles Robinson. She did a lot of movies that were called soundies. Back then, they didn't have all the recording devices that we have, so she saw herself on TV a handful of times, but you know, there was no recordings of it, so she never saw herself in any movies or anything until they they did a lot of research findings because they had spelled her name wrong. Oh my they god. They had her as Alice Baker. And 
<laughs> so what they did, they did all this research and they found it and they showed it to her because she had lost most of her memorabilia mm -hmm. and stuff like that from different moves with being hospitalized and you know, going to the nursing home. So when this came out, she would just happily tell the people the story. Sadly, she passed away in April mm. 2016 and she was 103. But her last days were really happy. And she that finally got her. to see her video She finally got to see herself. The age we live in now has its benefits mm -hmm. because that just, I just we can got just, tingly everywhere. Yeah, because oh. we can just pull our phone out and video stuff. It's a shame that a lot of these women have been erased from history because they were women of color and there wasn't, they didn't think that it was necessary mm. to keep all the information about them. Right. So we're really fortunate. It's very moving. If you it look is. at the video on YouTube, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, it is, it is. Today's PhD in Slayology is Vanessa Chevelle. Vanessa Chevelle has been twirling her tassels at numerous shows in the DMV area. And that is DC, Maryland, and Virginia, for those who didn't know, <laughs> uh, since September 2014. Having the art of teas under her belt, she recently taken the task of producing and hosting Afro Tees, which is a showcase of performers of color. Her shimmy is powerful and her smile is electric. She'll leave you wanting more. No wonder she's a whole lot more than you bargained for. And that is why she's today's PhD in Slayology. And and you can look up this beautiful sister on Instagram. And I love her Instagram name is Shashay Shante. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. I love following her. Yes, she's a goddess for sure. N-S-S-A-S-H-A-Y-C-H-A-N-T-E-A. -S -S -E I love this young woman because she's a producer, you know, doing a damn thing. I'm always here for black producers, you know, creating shows and putting other black performers or people of color performers on. It's very popular. I love the fact that they uh, record the whole show and I got to watch it and I felt like I was there. It's a very beautiful, diverse of body types. Like they show a lot of love to the big girls. They show a lot of love to the trans folks. Like it's very inclusive. Shout out to DMV area for holding it down. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. there's a few other productions that's happening out there that I've been seeing. Just very diverse. Yeah, so Vanessa Chevelle, Shashay Shante is our PhD in Slayology. Yeah. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Oh, you thought. Because some of you white churches are disrespectful. Oh, showing y'all asses. Okay. Okay, I'm going to read this ad. Because <laughs> that's how it got started. Yeah, that's how this got started. Pitiful. Um, needed African-American reader for church service. We are a large church with a 99% Caucasian con congregation. We are looking to hire an African-American who can read to do readings at our church services to show that we are diverse. I'm going to read that part again. 
This is real, you guys. We are looking to hire an African-American who can read to do readings at our church services to show that we are diverse. So y'all are basically looking for a fucking token. token. Oh, yeah, I haven't finished reading. There's more, I know. But wait, there's I more. Wanted, I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to stop there because I didn't really want to go further myself. Um, um, y'all so agree we, now? Right. <laughs> we are willing... <laughs> to pay up to $10 a service and all the leftover donuts you leftover donuts <laughs> requirements must be able to read <laughs> must be African American no prior experience necessary oh so you don't have to have any experience reading or being in the sunken place <laughs> so make sure you get acquainted real fast <laughs> oh my god I want to be angry about it but it's so funny I can't. now that's a sin okay <laughs> That's, that's a sin because we can't read so they have to make sure they quantify it several times in the ad that this black person needs to be able, <laughs> they, need to be able to, they need to be able to read but we only want you to read to stand up there and read to us what we tell you to read tap dance when we tell you to tap but dance how why, we tell you do you tap need, why do you need specifically an African American to read to you because they want to look diverse not be diverse Yeah, look diverse and so everyone can look up there at the little token? Right. So you just want, not okay, can he bring his family to church or you just want one black person? No, because they're not going to have enough leftover donuts for the family. Because, okay, so this is why the Monique <laughs> discussion is now important because these white people think that they can just throw any old motherfucking crumbs off their table and you're supposed to accept that shit. I stand with you, Monique. Fuck that. We're not taking these crumbs from these motherfuckers right. no more. Give what you're worth. And ain't nobody taking no fucking $10 a service to sit in your dry-ass church service. There ain't no other black people. Ain't no gospel choir. Uh, I'm not even gonna get, get music out of this shit. You wanna pay somebody $10 an hour to read your boring-ass scripture? And left and listen, right, And eat your left... Not even the fresh donuts. The leftover donuts. So you mean to tell me my black ass, first of all, probably has to go into the back door of the church. I can't have the donuts in before the service that everyone else is having. Then I have to listen to your dry ass church service about how your <laughs> God thinks I'm inferior. And then read your boring ass whatever scriptures or announcements. Because y'all ain't doing nothing but making unseasoned meat after church. And then, <laughs> and then... The drag. Eat your fucking stale ass donuts? What the fuck? Omarosa has them fucking thinking that all of us are out here ready to tap dance for white uh, people, and that's not how it works. Mm. Omarosa got y'all fucked up. Mm. Um, and even to, she quit. They need to go back in history to the Shirley Temple movies, and they're looking for Step and Fetcher, but he's dead. Nobody got time for this shit. Yeah. What year are these people t- living in to but think? But you know what? I, I do that a lot. I make that sentiment that we're not doing this anymore. But here's but the thing. People, we were never doing this. Yeah. We were always about about it. Yeah. Okay? We were forced to All do right? it. We were forced to do it via violence and shit. But mm. we were always fighting back. We were always resisting. We were never fucking sleep. All right? We've always been woke. Wait a minute. How ironic, though, that... 
you didn't even want us to learn how to read, but now since you know that we do know how to read, you want you want one of us to come and, and read for you, so you can look more diverse. And, and they said that look more look look. I don't understand what he thought bringing one token black person <laughs> supposed to do. Like, you oh, that's supposed to fall You suit. get to say you're not racist in this country if you that's have true. one black friend. There we go. Yeah. They're on the one black friend. It's like the one but, drop rule. The but, one black friend makes but, you a not racist. But we shouldn't be. It's Arizona. We shouldn't be surprised about Arizona. I didn't we know it's Arizona. Arizona. The only reason Arizona changed to have uh, Martin Luther King Day is because they were going to get the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl said, uh, no, deuces, we're not coming here. We're not bringing our money here because this is how you are. Huh. So they changed that up, flipped that squip. Y'all are problematic. And I'm not saying that everybody in Arizona is no, problematic because that's fucked up because I'm sure there are people and in Arizona fighting Arizona a good fight. Arizona has some really good things about yes, it. Yes, I, li- I actually really like yeah. Arizona. Um, I have gotten several side eyes while in Arizona and cussed a few people out. Damn. Uh, But as far as Sedona and places, Arizona is a beautiful state. It is. They just have some problematic motherfuckers. And it's really sad considering how beautiful the spirituality centers in Arizona are that you have Mm. this other side of it that is like so ugly. Oh, so there's more stuff on the article that the person who wrote the article is D. Danielle Thomas, but they, I have to read more of this. So she goes on to say, well, I suppose I have to give them credit for using the term African American <laughs> rather than Negro in this year of our Lord 2018. <laughs> Because it does sound like an ad from like yes, that um, Also, the lack of previous experience required is sure to be relief to a job seekers everywhere. Um, so then she goes, she has more questions because she wants to know more about the job. So, <laughs> one, is there a specific grade level requirement for this selective reader? <laughs> you know? Because, you know, you can be smarter than a fifth grader. Right? <laughs> right. Um, well, they are, clearly. The, the ad says, up to $10 per service, what characteristic would qualify one to earn this illustrious amount of money? <laughs> These questions are what you make her too fucking smart. Why is it only $10 a service? If this is a large church... Can't you give the selected candidate at least $25 a service? Right. I'm pretty sure that's what Jesus would do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ain't y'all tithing? <laughs> um, does one need to be a local reader? Can the potential token reader Skype in their reading? <laughs> I mean, clearly they don't care. They just want to see um, a black person so they look more diverse. Though. Right. Now, now this is an important question. About the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Them donuts, though. Are they Krispy Kreme? <laughs> Specialty bakery or generic store brand? That's important. That's true. Uh, don't, nobody, don't nobody want no fucking yeah. worn out Antimans. <laughs> Again, on the donuts. Is it as many as they can carry at one time? Multiple trips? <laughs> Is the token black reader required to remain for the entire service? <laughs> Come here, read and dip out. Right. <laughs> a wheelbarrow full of donuts. <laughs> Reading style. 
know. Does the reader need to be proficient in African American vernacular <laughs> or will a reverting Negro spiritual voice suffice? Oh my God. Number eight. Will token black reader need shuffle as well or is just reading sufficient? Oh. <laughs> you called it. Does the token black reader get their own microphone headset audio <laughs> channel for such an esteemed role in this congregation? Oh, Jesus. If it's a mega church, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On statistics, what size is your ex- existing minority population that the adding the token black reader would be a statistically mm. significant difference in your diversity efforts? Hmm. Anyone on the church staff have any black friends? <laughs> that should have been the first question. <laughs> Don't answer that. The posting of this ad makes Let's it clear. You know. you do not. Right. There you go. Yeah. Are the donuts whites only <laughs> until after service? Mm. Why can't the token black reader have any before they become leftovers? I mean, that was one of my first questions. Mine too. Whites only donuts. <laughs> what about the water fountains, motherfucker? Mm. And yeah. the bathroom? Mm. Does the token black reader have to join the church or can they just pop in between their own church services? Uh-huh. <laughs> How do y'all think the probability is that in Scottsdale, Arizona, mm. that there's a large population of illiterate black folks that y'all felt mm. the need to specify literacy as a prerequisite? Finally, is this salary negotiable depending on experience? Mm-hmm. Experience says, with white supremacy? Mm-hmm. Then that means you should be getting at least 150K. Mm-hmm. And then she says, size, stay predictable, white people. Okay. Um, yeah, we have to add a special sparkle and shine. And that special sparkle and shine is D. Daniel Thomas for... This story and the, the, the questions. And she puts days without white nonsense. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, we need to do uh, a note on white feminism being disrespectful. Oh. Because one of y'all formed a thought in your rabbit ass mind that it was okay to put a fucking pink pussy hat on Harriet Tubman in New York at that women's march y'all had. I'm not marching with y'all motherfuckers, ever. The reason why I say that, and not to judge anybody that did attend the march, because I understand the sentiment behind attending the march, and I largely agree with the sentiment of attending the march. But I'm not marching next to people who don't see my humanity. Because a lot of those nice white ladies out there, there's no way that Trump would have gotten elected as our fucking Cheeto-in-chief if a lot of those folks didn't vote for him and their feminism is not the same as my womanism and they don't give a fuck about my womanism Mm. and the origin of those ignorant ass hats is the reason Mm. because not every femme has a vagina Mm -hmm. and not every femme's vagina is pink Mm -hmm. it's exclusionatory it's turfy as fuck i'm sick of these people a lot of them are racist as fuck and right-winged as fuck. They just want to run around and talk about the freedom of their pink vaginas. White feminism has not changed from the suffragettes. Y'all don't give a fuck about us or anybody else. All you care about is yourselves and what your feminism looks like, Mm -hmm. which is nothing compared to ours. We come from two totally different spaces. And you're not interested in the intersection. And it's clear that you're not, because you're just as tone deaf now as you were back then. 
Whoever did that disrespectful shit, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You want us to be the mules for your shit. So you're going to take that disrespectful bullshit ass hat and put that on the head of a black woman? An ex-enslaved person? Who the fuck do you think you are? That to me just felt like they were hitching us up to fucking drag their fucking white feminism wagon for them as they always fucking have. I'm sick of their shit. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Puma shit. No. <laughs> we are tearing shit I'm up. Like, what is he doing? He's like, mad too. Puma's black and mad just like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He over here ripping shit up. He's black rage. Black rage. Yeah. Black rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Puma has black rage. Where'd he go? Black. Because see, he's mad about yeah. them pink pussy hats. He is. <laughs> and his empty bowl. Not all pussies are pink, butt. right? Some are black. Some are black. Yeah. We yeah. yeah. got a big black pussy right over here. <laughs> He would tear that hat to shreds. <laughs> so now we're gonna move into our dine and dish segment. Yes. And today we are on our second leg of our act development series, and we're gonna talk about who are you. <laughs> so talking about stage persona and not just stage persona but sometimes just act persona mm -hmm. because you might be emulating another character you might be doing a tribute to someone right. so then at that point you're you're your stage persona and then your stage persona as the person you're doing a tribute to so that can get really complicated yeah so how do you figure out who you are when you step onto that stage. And then once you understand that, what are the steps that you take to cultivate actually embodying that person? What kind of exercises do you do? Do you have an acting, you know, there's different acting techniques. Do you work with any of those things? How do you get yourself prepared to be your stage persona and or the character that you are portraying on stage? And my different acts are different things. And luckily, I have an acting background. Mm -hmm. And I'm just silly, so I can switch from one thing to the other. But some of it is, is useful. Like, when you have a script, you need to know, first of all, what all the words mean in the script. Because if you don't know what a word means, when you say it, how can you interpret it? So I need to kind of know what my song is about that I'm, I'm performing and really know what I'm trying to portray. Yeah. In like Endangered Species, okay, I already knew what I wanted for the costume first, that I was going to be the species. When I knew I was going to be a species, I looked for elements of the costumes that I felt were species-like to me. That's why I did the different textures with the feathers oh, okay. and the gloves with the long fingers. I tried to imagine that, okay, I'm this species and in it my reveals that I'm just pulling off the skin because mm. I'm like morphing into oh, okay. a woman. So that, that one was easy for me to build up my character. I mean, the act is still changing. I have to be like really strong, but feminine when it goes into being a woman because women aren't always feminine but the woman that i'm portraying which is me i've always been ultra feminine i've been a tomboy because i like doing all that kind of stuff but i would do it with a skirt on 
the woman I was portraying was super feminine and strong. Whatever your first idea is, mine was, you know, the song. Mm -hmm. And then I decided on the costume. I don't know. I always just think of anything feminine strong because in order to exist in the way society is set up for us, you have to be strong. Right. So even in our tears, we're strong. Even in our broken moments, we're strong. Mm. Because why are we having that moment? Mm. Because we've had to bear so much. Mm -hmm. And it takes strength to bear all of those things. Mm. If you have to hold onto a weight constantly, at some point, you're going to have to put it down for mm -hmm. a second. And that's what being a feminine in our society is. It's, mm. it's bearing the weight of society's ignorance at all times. And sometimes that is going to break you down. There's strength in the breakdown mm. because it leads to a breakthrough. And we're mm. just as human as anybody else. Mm -hmm. Tears are human. You're right. We are an endangered species. Mm -hmm. The strength it takes to be able to endure what we endure and still get up every day and do what we do with joy, that's beyond strong. That is otherworldly. While you were talking, I was thinking about other burlesque acts that I've seen. And sometimes in the act, when you're doing your reveals, you're shedding some of those negative things. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's powerful. Your character should change some with the act. Mm -hmm. Something that makes you, you still needs to be your anchor in your act. Yeah. But you need to be able to be an actress and to go into these different roles. You mm -hmm. have to adapt but adapt it so that it works for you i didn't think i didn't think burlesque was gonna be like <laughs> this challenging just like when we were talking to to ginger last week she was talking about how she's her most vulnerable when she's on stage but in that vulnerability she's her most powerful mm. she's like a phenomenon and so and we all are in awe of her when she performs being vulnerable is oftentimes seen as a weakness in our society but we have evidence of seeing that it really is our greatest strength mm. poison ivory's step down performance that was posted immense vulnerability but the strength the power mm. that that held you can't deny that part of that whole idea of character development mm -hmm. you have to be willing to let go mm. and expose yourself because the nudity part of it you know how we talked about sometimes we forget we are not wearing clothes <laughs> i think that has something to do with the fact that the not having on physical clothing is not the thing that is what's making us naked mm -hmm. the naked part is us making ourselves vulnerable mm -hmm. and being our most pure self in those moments mm -hmm. whether we feel like we've mastered that or not mm -hmm. it's still a real thing for us because we all say it all the time I forget that I'm standing <laughs> up there with no clothes. Letting people see you as you really are, that's sometimes the scariest part of it. Did you ever see Dracula? Yes. And The, the Bram Stoker's one? Yes, yes. And the part so when he says, don't see me. Yeah. And he's at his most vulnerable mm -hmm. part right there. Yeah. And that's kind of how burlesque is but we're telling people do see me yeah we want don't we, see but, me. but we're telling ourselves yeah don't don't see don't me, see me <laughs> because those insecurities you know we know we want to get out there and do our app but the insecurities are saying don't do it unless you have this all mm -hmm. perfect or don't do it unless 
this fits you like this right. or or whatever insecurities you may have you about have your body. You have a thousand gross rhinestones on that. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's not going to cover up the emotions that you are putting out there or emotions that people are going to feel yeah. from your performance. This is awesome, like, just hearing you talk to dialogue about this because going to burlesque, I would just thought all you need is just confidence. But now I'm learning that being vulnerable is just important if not more important because it takes you to the next level in your performance. For me, in my character development is more it was more about fake it until you make it. And I'm not saying that's bad either, but I think vulnerability is just as powerful because there's strength in it. I go back and forth about it, but none of us want to appear or feel weak. On stage, I definitely want to feel strong and in control, all those things. But now I'm learning, like, sometimes it's okay to let the fuck go. Let my, you know, spirit free, so to speak, on a stage because I know with the kind of person that I am, uh, those things could hold me back. Do my Marvin Gaye number and um, Thy Lovely helping me, you know, create the choreography. I was doing things that I never really did before, like... You know, the part where I'm uh, on the bench and- Gyrating. <laughs> yeah, gyrating, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> and so in practicing that, I was just like before, I was critical, like, I can't, I'm not saying I can't do that, I can physically, but I didn't think it would look good or I just felt like it would be silly, you know, because <laughs> your face, your face expressions. <laughs> because I mean, this, this, those are just things, you know, but like when we fuck, we undulate our bodies like that. Right. We roll our bodies like that. When we fuck ourselves, I know I do. I think it was natural for that to be there, considering what. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. I see. Yeah. You're you know right. Yeah. Mean? Yeah. So like that didn't play off as silly or anything. It's just so funny how we get in our own head sometimes when we make up these stories about stuff mm-hmm. and about how things are gonna look instead of thinking about what the story really is. Writing is always cathartic for me. That's how I untangle my thoughts and writing helps me get out of my own way. So if you need to sit down and listen to your music and like write out who you want to be or who you think your character is, for me, writing it out has always been helpful, like who I'm supposed to be in this moment. Or taking it a step further, if you're writing a piece uh, or doing a piece about being heartbroken, tell that motherfucker why you mad. <laughs> right? And I think that will help you to feel those emotions as to why you're heartbroken. It's kind of like a script, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but even different because then you are actually acting out the feeling yes. of being that person, yeah. not just writing down what you think it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Or having a dialogue with someone else as your character. These are exercises that I've done in other acting classes. Mm-hmm. Those things are things that we can also implement in our burlesque performances because it is theater. And I've seen people master it. And there's so much in this. There's the costume, there's the character, there's the reveal, there's, it's not easy, it's a lot. It's hard work, burlesque. It is, it is. And it's emotional work. You give yourself to people on that stage. Yeah, you do. That's what the people are paying to see. It is therapeutic to get that out. And sometimes it's really, really hard. Yeah, but this is, very helpful because you know we all well at least I really want to grow in my acts and character development act development where well, I know about act development but character development I never really delved into mm-hmm. I never just really thought too much about mm-hmm. it besides just going by how I feel 
But I will say in some acts I've done, I, I'm not saying I didn't feel it, but I know there's other songs where I'm like, I'm really feeling yeah. it. And those are the ones I really want to bring to light, hopefully this year. It'll uh, take me to the level that I've been seeing for myself. These tips really help, especially just being fucking vulnerable. That's difficult to be on stage for me because I'm all about being in control and knowing everything I'm doing. Because if you think about it, if you have your finger in your mouth and pulling this glove yes. out, it better be believable, whatever it is, even if you are lightly caressing it, you right. know, or you are just like going at it, it has to be believable, Absolutely. you know. Intention in every mm-hmm. move that we make. Me saying this, I'm telling myself this, you know, to keep those things in mind, put more intention in your moves. It's a, like you said, why are we doing this? This is a lot. I know, this is a lot. <laughs> but I, 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 I didn't really realize that I all this. Okay. Right. So, but I, I, I truly, <laughs> honestly, got appreciated. I didn't know what to expect going into this. I would never expect to have these kind of, you know, real conversations about what burlesque brings for us. It has helped me in more ways than anything that I've been taught because there's so many layers to it. It's more than just about dance. It's, mm-hmm. it's really teaching us how to love ourselves more and how to appreciate ourselves more and how to keep learning, keep fucking up mm-hmm. and keep learning some more and, you know, getting acquainted with new people. Like it's, it's so much. I feel like I'm in school all over again, you know, and and I think that's awesome and beautiful. Yeah, I appreciate this topic as much And, and if you think about it, all the different characters that you come up with with your different acts, they're really just you. Different versions mm, mm-hmm. of you. Because I know I am a better version of myself since I've been in burlesque Good. because of all the things that I have learned. But intent. You guys nailed it. Mm-hmm. Intent. Like, why are you doing what you're doing right now? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing it just as a gesture? Because if you are, then it's meaningless. Gestures are not reasons. And I think when you question those things, that's how the character becomes clear. Mm-hmm. And for me, the over-choreographing things, because things just become there because I think it aesthetically looks pleasing for me to do that on seven and eight. Yes. And that's not, that's not <laughs> character. Mm-mm. That's math. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and nobody wants to fucking see me up there. They don't want to see math. Doing quantum physics on a whiteboard <laughs> because that's basically the equivalent of mm. you... Over choreographing, overthinking an mm. act. People want to see passion, humor, mm. debauchery, mm-hmm. fucking the grotesque. Sex. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it mm-hmm. is, it needs to be real and not just because you think in your mind mm. that that looks cute on mm-hmm. seven and eight. That's just no. It's way too basic. And nobody here is trying to be a basic bitch. No. And I hope you're not either. Like, no. as our de- none of our dinner guests are basic bitches. No. So. <laughs> and if we think about, we, we all have some of the same mentors and stuff that a lot of them freestyle different portions, not trying to choreograph it all the way through so there's room to breathe and there's room to feel what the audience is giving you and then for you to give that back. I think for new performers that's hard because we're just trying to get it 
<laughs> get this down, right. this technique down, and right. this other stuff down. So we're like, no, okay, well, no, I have to, I have to choreograph everything. You have to like be yourself. People want to see you. You yeah. can't disappear. Yeah, on the stage, you can, but that that's not won't be point. comfortable, right? <laughs> right for anybody. Even in group numbers, mm -hmm. when you think about Pearl Noir. And her group, their group performances are extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And I see, they are. I see that group. They're definitely a united front. Mm -hmm. But I see each and every one of yes, them yes. as individuals Absolutely. as well. Yes. Yes. The House of Noir is is is, is here. They have arrived, and mm -hmm. there is intention written off. Oh, it's like, okay, the quote that we had, don't touch me unless you intend to write mm -hmm. a novel on my skin. They don't touch the stage unless they have the intention of writing a, no a novel on the audience's heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what a real burlesque performer does. Because when you see something that's that real and that visceral, anything else is going to pale in comparison. It can be precise. It can be technical. It can be all of those things and still be in passion and still have intent. It can be hysterical. Ruby Jones used the audio from that fuck hate video oh, with the little girls okay, I remember and now. her act at Beehaw. Mm -hmm. The intent behind what she was doing. She won Most Innovative for 2017. And I keep going back and watching the video of that performance. She was so visceral so present, so fucking committed to what she was doing. Mm -hmm. So when I think about character development, she thought about that yes, deeply. I lived for that. I've watched it since we've been on break from school, I don't know, 15, 20 times. I can't get enough of it. And I keep going back to her commitment. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's Ruby with three Y's, R-U-B-Y-Y-Y Jones. Please go to Behoff's Vimeo page and look up her performance. It was 2017 Most Innovative. It just, it killed it. Do you guys have any favorite acts that you like to watch that kind of speak to you as far as character is concerned? Monet Hassidi. Yes, ma'am. That her, fucking pancake, that Mrs. Her, Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth act for me was just <laughs> genius. Down to the costume, down to when she walked out and how her arms were hidden. So it, she looked, she had the shape of the Mrs. Butterworth the bottle. bottle yeah. Her movement was slow and Thick and rich like Mrs. like the syrup. It was so sensual. Yeah. Mm. She pulled out the pancake fans. Her skirt that was brown and silky went to the ground and flowed like syrup over your pancakes. Yeah. She wallowed in the syrup without even doing a pour. But you know what I got out of that? You know how they always try to kind of like mammify fuller-figured black women and turn them into these non-sexual beings? Mm -hmm. Mrs. Butterworth's fucking caricature of a fucking mammy. Mm -hmm. She took that fucking caricature, flipped it and reversed it and turned it into one of the most sensual things I've ever yeah. seen. So basically it's like a middle finger like, fuck you, yes. you're not gonna do this to us. We're fucking sensual and yes. sexy and we deserve. Yeah. She just she killed lingered it. at the end. You were right. She just... She milked it. She milked it. I 
syrup was steamy. And hot <laughs> yeah, and right. Meaty. Yeah. That was such a great act. Okay. I just love G's. Louise. I can't remember what act it is, but it literally is like a good 15 seconds where she just stands there and stares at the audience and does not move. And I just, it kills me every time. <laughs> the command that she has over the audience is because there is intention in everything that yes. she does. It looks effortless, but it's totally. not. Right. Some of it is so effortlessly funny in a sense, but again, comedic timing, all those things is all so it. hard yeah, and it. so much intention. She gives the best faces. She does, and at the right moment. <laughs> yes. And it's like she's looking right the fucking shoe. Like, girl, you see this? I'll get chills. I really love it. Jesus. Really like, is you're like, magic. She is magic. <laughs> I found the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's you with her eyes. Yes. That first, it was like, okay. You got some 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 Bootsy Collins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather mm-hmm. be with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like you who, right? <laughs> it's just got this big you who thing. Oh, and cute. How did you think of that? Outside the box. Some of these acts are thought about a long time before they yeah. even hit the stage. Like Jenna was saying, it can take her years to get an act that she feels like is in depth enough for a, a festival event. And then it just keeps evolving. The act that Media Noche did mm-hmm. at Behoff, the act that won, looked very effortless as well. You don't look that effortless without rehearsal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the way that costume was structured, beautiful. Also, Egypt's mm-hmm. Behoff act yep. was another one that oh, was I know. so fucking... It was so phenomenal. Raw, visceral, yes. powerful. Yes. That's character development. She's not just getting up there and doing dance steps. Do you guys have any rituals that you do to get yourself into character? Pray that I don't mess it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Power of prayer. I was, um, I don't know if it's a ritual, but I, I will say um, backstage of one of our shows was the Pitbull fundraiser show. I married sharing my burlesque sisters. If I go on stage, you know, to encourage myself, I think of black girl magic, like black girl okay. magic. Black. So, you know, they're not black. <laughs> but they was like, well, we're going to say it too. Yeah. I was like, no, you got to use your own magic. Right, but you could, right. you know, you could take my advice. You feel the magic. Yeah, right. but I, I feel like that helped me develop my character because yeah. going out on stage is like, I still get my insecurities. I still get my fears. And I did not worry about the about those kind of things because who needs that kind of noise in her head before they yeah, go on stage? We already have enough. Hello. <laughs> but that's one of my tricks for myself or tips that I've done to help me tap into my character. So what do you think about if you're doing a tribute? I'm giving honor, I feel like, in that regard. I think your research on that person and not just who they were as a performer, but who they are as a person, I think that's really important. I think it's also really important not to just plagiarize or regurgitate things that you've seen that person do it's okay okay to utilize their signature moves but you can't just be lifting an entire act and Mm. calling it a tribute a tribute is you paying homage to something which means that it's something that looks like but isn't that it's you being that or embodying that as but you still like you said you always have to be present in it, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to be present and be creative with how you're offering this tribute. If you think about it, your Marvin Gaye was a tribute. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was one of, you know, his most popular songs, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Sexual Healing. That's so true. you just acted out 
what he was talking about. So I guess there's different ways to do it. I was thinking more about tributes to other burlesque performers mm-hmm. and oh. having people copy yeah, that too. other burlesque performers in, in, in under the guise of calling it a tribute, but it's not like a, a Sally Ray mm-hmm. tribute, yeah. whatever yeah. you try to call You're it. You're just lifting somebody's act. Mm-hmm. It's not a tribute. But yeah, you can do a tribute to someone like yours. Like, and also, I don't know whether or not everybody's first thought when they hear about sexual healing is about self gratification. Right. So that was a creative mm-hmm. spin on it that you put there. Mm-hmm. True. So yes, it's a tribute to the song, and it's a tribute to your creativity to flip it and reverse it on people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nobody was expecting yeah, that. Yeah, because you have to think about the words to the song, like because songs are tricky, like reasons. Everyone thinks Reasons is this lovely long love song. Reasons is about a one night stand. Oh. <laughs> reasons. Exactly. I didn't know that. It's about a one night stand. Reasons are why we're here. Sorry. <laughs> reasons. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, entirely too much exactly. time. Yes. Yes. But, but I didn't know that that yeah. song was about a one night stand. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long before I knew it either and you know everybody knows all the words to reason yeah. and sing the high part and all the other kinds. all off key mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> black yeah, as fuck yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. that's when them songs you hear the first those first few chords they mm-hmm. know yep like the but, bar case uh, yeah <laughs> yes, yes what about for you like rituals yeah um I don't know I meditate with my crystals a lot oh good I think about who I want to be eventually on stage. Again, I'm really new. I know my intent. I picked Twirlisha Divine because the divine encompasses everything that we are. And the divine resides in us. And I wanted to be able to be a whole bunch of different things. But I still haven't figured out what all those things are. I'm still working on it. And you don't have to. Yeah, so I'm still kind of finding my way. I know that I have it in me to be a powerful performer. I know that I have the potential to do that, but the practices and the, and the time is what I need. And that will come because I'm dedicated to this. I'm, I'm willing to put in the work because I don't want to be a one note performer. Right. I'm working on letting go. I'm working on being more dynamic. I'm working on having more depth in my character as a performer. So yeah, it'll come with time. I'm trying to be patient with myself and not be too judgmental and understand that this is a lot. It's not an easy task to be a burlesque performer and to be a seasoned burlesque performer. It's a lot of fucking work. And I'm fine with that. I just need... I'm very impatient with myself as far as feeling like I need to be at a different place than where I am instead of just accepting where I am in the journey. So all of the experiments that I'm doing is all about working on being where I am in the journey and being accepting of that. So I think that's also part of character development too. You can't develop yourself if you're beating the shit out of yourself. Nothing grows in soil that you pour poison on. Right? So I have to make sure that I'm not poisoning my soil, but that I'm fertilizing it so that I can grow. Now we're going to do booked and busy. We got shows, we got shows, we got shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sepia Chuckle, the ultimate reveal. Yes. yes. Nudie newbie. Yes. Oh, this is Lounge. It's coming. It's coming. It's almost here. Can you squeeze Redbone for me? Can you <laughs> yes, I will. Okay, I will. You. She's so sweet. <la
Wednesday, February 7th at 8 p.m. at the Oasis. 298 11th Street in San Francisco. If you're in the Bay Area, please come out and support me. Yes, mm-hmm. please. Go see Sepia. Come, come. Because she's... Y'all. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get really real. Mm-hmm. I'm, deb- I'm debuting a new act. Yes, Yay. she is. And you want to see it. Trust me. And the next show that we have is the Glitter Tribe Student Showcase on February 9th at Queen Bee's Art and Cultural Center here in San Diego. I will be performing in two acts, one by Ginger and Whiskey and one by Lola Demure. It's going to be a really great time. A bunch of students are also doing their solo debuts in this show. Smiley LaRose, Yay. Uh, who was a guest on our show, will be yeah. debuting her solo. We are so excited, excited yes. to see her. Uh, another very near and dear friend of the show, Raven Von Scrumptious, will yeah. also be debuting her solo. You guys, get your tickets to this show. It's going to be amazing. The link is in our Booked and Busy tab on the calendar. Please come out and support uh, our Glitter Tribe students. They have been working really hard to put on a fantastic show for you. So yeah. uh, come on out to that show. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And especially the soloists. I know because I went through the Glitter Tribe the soloist workshop to do it. And it is scary because you've been with groups and now you're finally going to be out there on the big stage so come and give them support just for taking the jump and and doing that because it's 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 really scary (laughs) all right and then the next show will be on february 15th in la I will be performing in Simone Del Mar Productions' Boudoir Burlesque uh, and the Bronze Beauties of Burlesque. They will be having a show at Karma Lounge in uh, L.A. There's no cover for this show. It's going to be extremely exciting. So if I were you, I would try and be there. It's going to be a really, really awesome and special evening. I am getting really excited slash terrified (laughs) about the night. I'm doing two acts. I'm, I'm over the moon at all the opportunities that I've been blessed with, and I'm super excited to be back in L.A. performing with this cast. And then our last bit of Bless Your Heart Burlesque, we have the Sextra Terrestrials uh, space show, and that'll be at Teal Leo's on Saturday, February 17th, and that'll be $15 pre-sale and $20 at the door. And you can always purchase tickets at sextra.brownpapertickets.com. And we have special guests from L.A., Jezebel Thunder, Ronnie Das Reckless, Tassaville, and our lovely Torlisha Devon. Yay! So come, come. We'll all be there, and we would love to see your lovely faces, and we'd love to see our dinner guests. Yes. Yep, and I think that you can DM us and we may be able to get you tickets yeah. without the service fee. So Oh yeah. Do that. Come come. And <laughs> it's time for pasties and cake. So this is bittersweet to say, however, um this may be the last time you're hearing my voice on this podcast. But I will always um, love to come back as a dinner guest. (laughs) I just need to take care of some things for myself. 2017 was a very unique year. And it was still an awesome year because 
had a good burlesque year, to say the least. And one of the highlights was being part of this podcast. And so much fucking love to Trilisha Devine for creating this awesome platform and to be part of this with my sister sepia jewel i couldn't ask for anything better so this is very hard to share with you guys but i didn't want to leave anyone out in the dark and i don't want anyone to think there's any (laughs) any wrongdoing this is all by my choice this won't be the last time y'all hear from me or see me however Oh, they're getting emotional around me. I know this is hard, but it's no love lost. And this show's going to keep going. You got, These two ladies are doing a phenomenal job with this show. And I look forward to see where this is going to go because I just see it going so fucking far. I appreciate all the sacrifice and time that's been put into this and the time that's been, I mean, love that's been given to me. I will never take it for granted. And I love these two women. Sorry, it has to be like this, but um, this has been a very tough decision for me. However, clearly this show is not going to stop because we have two strong, awesome women, you know, carrying it on. And um, I will always appreciate them for that. And thank you to Torlisha for following her divine. <laughs> Seriously, for creating this show because this is what's needed in the community. This is what's needed in this world of podcasts to have a platform to talk about not only burlesque, but black feminism and everything in between. It's, it's been a beautiful journey and I will never... Uh, take that back just at this time I have to work on me (laughs) and other things I do look forward to be back again and I will look forward to be a dinner guest and I'll always support that's not gonna change however we just felt it was fair to just inform our dinner guests for there won't be any surprises or any crazy questions this is all my own (laughs) and I love these ladies and I appreciate everything they've done this is my pasties and cake I guess (laughs) yeah yeah I just want to keep it short I want to keep going but those in San Diego y'all see me so keep supporting the show support the patreon support going to the shows just support 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 (sighs) um Okay. I don't like this pasties and cake. It doesn't taste good. Nope. It tastes like liver um, and onion. Oh no. Um At least those liver is seasoned, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a fair amount of salt on it. Oh, oh, oh. No, we I am really gonna miss you, but uh Y'all gonna see me. I'm gonna be here. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we're gonna miss you here. I know. Like, doing this. Yeah. Y'all, we don't want her to go, but we respect her decision, and it's really hard. And this is life. Sometimes mm-hmm. shit gets real, and you just need to mm-hmm. go and, and take care of the stuff that you need to take care of. And sometimes you just need to, you know, get into yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do the things that you need to do for yourself. 
And that means sacrifice. Much love and much respect to you. Thank you. Always. You are always going to be a part of this venture. Thank you. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Whether you're here or not. Yep. You know. Like we, like, like we were stalking you, your YouTube videos and stuff. Still. We're gonna do but you know, we're going to see you at, we're really going to stalk you at Bless Your Heart meetings now. But wait a minute. I know where Butta lives. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> here I there sit outside Joe Doe. Oh, what? Hey, 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 hey. We have to get Michelle and Daniel This is why I love these ladies. Oh my god. They so turn lemonade, songs. turn lemons to lemonade. Uh, into bad karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. right but they're holding it down. Nothing's yeah. gonna change. Yeah. We're still they're I still mean, gonna that's serve. Not the case. Things are going to change. They can't um, help but change. But um, we are going to do our best to adjust to said change and continue mm-hmm. delivering content to you. I don't know. Do you have anything else, Sepia? No. Okay. Um. So next, week, we're gonna drink more wine and lick our wounds. But please make sure that you do, that you tune in next week. We will be doing a costume development act mm-hmm. um, and the act development series. Uh, it's called Great Gowns, Beautiful Gowns. <laughs> uh, you know. Please, you know, if you caught the reference there, then you're an MVP and you should at me and let me know that you caught the reference and that you know what that's about. And Eva May Garnett, the other half of Whiskey and Flavor, will be joining us to discuss uh, building costumes. And if you know anything about this woman, you know that her costumes are fucking stunning. And she makes all of that shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I have been at her house and sitting with her and watching her do her magic at the same time as she is, you know, being a wife and a mom mm-hmm. and creating beauty on her dress form. Mm-hmm. It's a sight to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, please make sure that you tune in for that next week. Yep, and just check on us. Yeah. <laughs> please make check sure, on them, you know, y'all. To make sure when we, because <laughs> we may be saying, Aww. my sparkle man. <laughs> <laughs> like our acting, right? Don't find me in the parking lot at the Trader Joe's in OB. No. Um, with a bottle of Shiraz crying in my car, Aww. fucking singing Negro spirituals on the radio. <laughs> just, you know, check on us. You know, just make sure we're okay. Low. <laughs> I'm about to go apply for that job to read in front of the church. Oh my God. Girl, <laughs> see, see. She didn't tell us. That's, that's, that's where I'm going. That's the news, y'all. I'm going to Arizona. <laughs> church Love you guys. Love you. Clearly, we need to go and like deal with ourselves because we're all okay right now. Thank Um, you for listening. Yeah, thank you for all of your support. Thank you for listening. Uh, Much love and and always much support to Butter Love. Make sure that you all continue to follow her on her journey because it's not, you know, there's no stopping the train. It's just going in a slightly different parallel direction. We'll be looking out the window. Still forever riding with Shilgrove. We might flip flip that. 
that switch on the track. Just oh. bring it. Bring it on back. Bring it on back. Bring it on back. Anyway, okay, so um, bye. We bye. love you. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtags hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SGSD so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries. You can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, or booking inquiries, etc. Last but not least, we cannot live on glitter and rhinestones alone. We need your help to keep serving all of this hot, frilly goodness every week. You can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash showgirlsundaydinner if you want to donate monthly, plus get access to some of our spicier content. We also accept PayPal donations at www.paypal.me slash showgirlsundaydinner. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please share us with all of your friends on social media. We hope that you are full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glittering dinner with you all next week. Bye.